Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. A nice little, we got little old-fashioned glasses from, mm-hmm. from Lisa's mom for Christmas. And, for Christmas, and they're delicious. Because I made old-fashions in them. The glasses right. are not delicious, but the old-fashions. Yeah, the glasses are fine. They have like a little etched pattern on them, so we can have a party, and everyone would know like they have a different glass. Except we can't have a party. Except we, yeah, this is not the time to have a party. Yeah. So it is the time to just be lazy and not do dishes, though. And so, I will uh, take that. Yeah, so I'll take that. They're nice. They're they got a nice good a good mm-hmm. weighted bottom, so they don't tip yeah, over they're nice easily. Glasses. Which is a uh, weighted bottoms are important for drunk glasses, I think. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the stemless wine glasses with a nice thick bottom. That's that's what you want. What can I say? I'm a sucker for a thick bottom. It's true. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, how was your week? Uh. Well, it's Christmas. It is. It so, is. It's uh the day after Christmas. Today uh-huh. is. So we uh we we le- released a bonus episode for Ernest Saves Christmas on mm-hmm. Christmas on night, Christmas. So. so hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> um. It's what matters the most. But we've got a lot of new movies coming out, so we watched some new stuff, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I like new things that have just never been in the world before. Yeah, it's nice to watch something new. I, so. I'm very appreciative of all the people who make content. Yes, like indeed. thank you so much more with every passing day. Like <laughs> it's been amazing. Although there's a lot of things that I haven't yet seen, and I'm like, if I live through a pandemic and I've never seen Die Hard probably just never gonna see it i mean we have feelings about this we all have feelings about this i mean i'm not opposed to it i just like it just isn't yeah (laughs) so but no um you know this week was kind of chill actually it was it was pretty chill um we did go up and see your folks and you Mm -hmm. know that was actually not that bad yep for a pretty short visit um but it was what we were comfortable with so we did what we did we did what we could do as little as possible well as much as we could we did as much as we could do like that's <laughs> yes that's that's to say you know we there's the do as little as possible but it's like actually this was uh, this was a thing like it was mm-hmm. not nothing so anyway yep, but yep. we did it and we're back and we're and now we're quarantined yay again i mean low-key we are always quarantining like my children have not left this house no to, like my children have not gone beyond our yards uh, we have one that goes to like outside scout events. Outside That's scout about events. It. Like we have one who goes to outside scout events one time a month. Yeah, one time a month. There was one time someone came with me to the grocery store. It's yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> like for the most part, uh, we're pretty homebody at this. Yeah, point. nobody leaves this house. So, you know, so not leaving this house will just be uh, Tuesday. Like mm-hmm. it'll be fine. So we'll spend a week kind of locked inside. And see how things go. And yep, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, everything comes out okay. But anyway, so what was your favorite thing you got for Christmas? Ooh, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. But you I did not. You did not. This is a hard question. Do I even remember everything I got for Christmas? I'm going to say after that man or that old fashioned <laughs> I made you, probably not. Probably not. 
Um, I do like these old fashioned glasses. They're very nice. I'm here for them. I, They're on my high list. Hmm. The top top three. Yeah, I got a new bath uh, um, tray. Yep. So I don't drop my book. So hopefully she doesn't drop her book. Yeah, hopefully I don't drop my book. I've definitely dropped a book, uh, but it was before I got my. Sorry, bath public tray. library system. I did drop it off, and I was like, "Hey, I got this book wet. It's not crunchy. None of the pages stick together. But like, if it's you need, if funky. you need me to buy you a new paperback book, I a hundred percent will." And they're like, "I'll put a note in your file." <laughs> Ooh, that. I'll put a note on your file for, like, a librarian that's like, you're dead to me. Whatever. They still let me check out, like, a hundred books. Yes, but you're dead to that one librarian, which I think... Well, she was like, I'll put a note, and that way, like, if they... uh, So they don't call you, but if it's deemed excessive, we'll just, uh, like, charge you. And I was like, fine. That's fine. I'm happy to pay for it. And you'll go and you'll try to check some books out, and they'll be like, no, no, honey, yo, it's like $18. And you're like, here it is. And be like, oh, take my money. Take my money, public library. The only thing keeping me going in a pandemic, like a hundred percent. Yeah, you like, get my I, money. I mean, I just, I mean, I would just throw twenty bucks at him and like, here, mm-hmm. if it's for this book, great. If it's not, buy something nice. Right. I did get some really cozy leggings oh, and yeah. a like long kind of like sweater. Yeah, it's uh, really cute. Which I haven't really... tried on, but like, it is cute. <laughs> so, so, and the leggings have pockets, yeah, which I'm yeah, here yeah. for. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of anti. Uh, outfits without pockets. So, yeah. I need, I need a lot of pockets. Fucking patriarchy. Right. Um, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of, like, bath stuff. There's a lot of bath-related gifting. There's a lot of bath-related gifting. But I take a lot of baths, so, so I'm not mad at that. Well, we did, we have talked to people, and we're like, legit, our kids, like, a form of escapism is to I'm take a bath. I'm gonna go take a bath. Yeah. And so, like, anything that helps facilitate that for the next six months, like... Yeah. Like, if you absolutely. need a tuck-in project, like, go for it. So, I did not get any Legos this year, which is, I think, the first in a while. But, like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, I did get some board games. You got a lot of board games. Mm-hmm. I got my third Millennium Falcon for X-Wing. It's a, a lot of Millennium Falcons. And every Millennium Falcon, is, they're not, like, small. No. They're not... They're not like the size of a silver dollar. They are like the size. They're, they're like about six a, inches tipped to right. tipped to tail. Right. They're a substantial size. Right. And so, but I have one now for uh, the Rebel faction, the Scum and Villainy faction, and the Resistance faction. Which I don't are understand different. why they all can't be the same Millennium Falcon piece. They probably could be, and you could just have different card. And depending, like, well, the thing is, what comes with the sets is uh, a maneuver dial, which tells you how that ship dial. can move, mm-hmm. and the Lando Falcon can haul ass. Right. Okay. I understand that, because, like, if the Lando Falcon, it was in tip-toppy shape, and then he, like, lost it in a bet, and... It, Han did not take care yeah, of that Han, thing. Yeah, Han ran into the ground. I get that. Like, I yeah. understand how you can have two different... Millennium Falcons, because it was like, oh no, this is the Land Land of Millennium Falcon. You're like, oh, that thing was the shit. (laughs) Yeah, and then like, by the time you get to the Resistance Falcon, like, that thing is hanging on by a thread. Mm -hmm. But like, it has picked up so many mods and upgrades and hacks and stuff that like... It it is cobbled together well. Yeah, like, it's really, it's really an interesting platform to put other cards on top of. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, the Lando Falcon pretty much just comes out of the box and you're like, you get this what you is, get. Yeah, this is what it is. This is what it is. It's got a couple mod slots, but like by the time you get to the the Resistance Falcon, it's like 
It can't move as well, but man, can it do some crazy Weird shit, shit that no one like, else can do. <laughs> you know, it's got, like, the, it's got two turrets on it, which mm-hmm. sounds weird, but they can point in opposite directions. Right. Which is... Apparently a big thing well, in space. Yeah, in space combat board games. <laughs> space combat board it's a big games. Thing. Like, y'all, I could do a whole podcast about uh, X-Wing. And the... maybe we will someday, yeah. but not with me. No. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, like, the Adam explains things and Lisa makes snide comments part of our th- stuff. People are really, really here for that? I don't, I don't know. I get no feedback from this People, show. tell me if you're here for that. Yeah, indeed. So, um, so there's that. I got, oh, man... I'm trying to think of what else I got. I got this really cool cup holder that's also a dice holder, which is good for my D and D. It was games. the only thing I actually gave you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I bought Everything all my other gifts. Everything else you buy, because that's one of the gifts I give Lisa oh, is that I buy all the Christmas presents. Christmas gifts just stress me out. I and especially okay. In a, what I like about gift gifting is I was in a place. I was in this little boutique. I was at this thrift store. I was in Facebook. Whatever. I I. No, usually it's like I I physically happened upon a thing that was, one, a good deal. It has to be a good deal. That's true. Otherwise, it is not a good gift. And two, made me think of you. Yeah. And I bought it, and here you go. And so it's like, I'm, it is obligation free. Yeah. It is, like, I appreciate how I give gifts is like, it's not your birthday. It's not Christmas. It's just like, hey, you're my friend and I think you're awesome. Yeah. And I was at the thrift store and I found this ridiculous moo and I was like, you know who loves a ridiculous moo <laughs> Yep. This person. <laughs> and I'd be like, found it, thought of you. Feel free to throw it out or make it into curtains or whatever. Don't like, be offended that I bought you a moo which would be my first thought. Mm, but... I have some friends who would be like real down with it, who are like uh, really living their very best Miss Roper lives where, like, all they do is swan about their house and calf cans and, like, water their plants. Which, truly, live in their best, best fucking lives. Like, I'm That's so true. jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, I've done some of that where I've, like, just airdropped people Amazon gifts this mm-hmm. year. But, like, just, we don't walk around shops. Like, that's just not a part right. of the thing right, right now. It's not in the, it's not in the ether of this pandemic. So. Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of hard. Yep. And then, yeah, like Christmas gifts especially stress me out because no matter what your budget, the very perfect gift will be $10 over your budget. Like, mm-hmm. always. <laughs> always and forever. So there's that. There's that. And then you're like, oh. Do I want to spend this much on this person? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. But anyway, so it's, it was a good Christmas. It was a very Overall, good Christmas. Like, for pandemic Christmases, this is definitely like... Yeah, for our first pandemic Christmas, it was really good. May we never have another. Mm-hmm. Like, I am done. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll check in next year. Oh, that we will. Um, But uh, but we did watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And as, as I mentioned, it's a new movie. And we're going to get a review of this movie out, if I can pull it off, within like three days of its release. Which, which is, is crazy. bonkers. We've never done that fast of a turnaround. And I mean, so... I did see uh, Star Wars in a movie theater when I reviewed yeah, it. Yeah, we did. We did. We see... And I brought a clipboard and a pen to a movie theater like a fucking monster. <laughs> or a critic. We are now reviewers, Lisa. 
officially. <laughs> we are not on Rotten Tomatoes yet, but we fucking should be. We should be. I gotta figure out that. They only, like, really do written stuff, so, like, this whole thing. Oh, we'd have to, like, submit articles. Or, like, type out our podcast. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Sorry, deaf listeners. Sorry. Wait. We don't. Yes. I yes. don't think we... Anyway, um... But we are, um, we're going to review Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a Pixar film that was supposed to be out this summer, I believe. Yeah, yeah it didn't work out. But then they're like, <sighs> eh, let's just out. push it to Christmas and let's release it at Christmas. And let's release it on Disney+. Plus. So mm-hmm. we didn't go anywhere to see this. Don't no. at me. We weren't in a theater. We were in our house. We were in our cozy house. Um, also, like, we were driving back from lisa's folks Mm -hmm. and all of our kids were in the car and i decided to experiment with some hotspot stuff on my my phone that's what the kids got for christmas is internet in the car internet in the car and noise canceling (laughs) headphones that's my favorite gift and they were that is my favorite gift all three of our kids got noise canceling headphones which made the ride to and from lisa's folks like so easy oh my gosh i didn't hear anything and nobody was was annoyed by like just someone humming along with the songs and like trying to punch them like nobody could hear anybody and that is the best it was brilliant it was great anyway um, I got it for like 20 bucks a pair, by the way. You are a bargain shopper of technology. Indeed I am. So there you go. Uh, anyway, so all our kids had actually seen this on the way home mm-hmm. because it released on Christmas morning at like, you know, midnight or whatever. Yeah. And so we, uh, we were like, Hey, we want to watch this. And they were like, yeah, we watched it again. I guess like they're doing <laughs> us a favor. Like, so. well, and, uh. It was really cold in our house because you turned off the uh, heat and it didn't come back on quite in time right. for us to get back home. So we got back in our house. It was like 50 and I was like chilled to the bone. I was like, all I want to do is take a bath. And um, But I knew if I like watched the movie, mm-hmm. like the kids would watch the movie. And if I waited until tomorrow, yeah, the kids would be over it and wouldn't want to watch the movie anymore. Right, so we watched it last night with the kids, and then you took a bath. Mm-hmm. And then I took a bath. So we're 24 hours away from this film. Mm-hmm. I had some time to percolate and think. Yes. Which is not how we usually do things. Usually it's just... <laughs> usually it's immediate. <laughs> just like immediate verbal <laughs> diarrhea about what we thought about this film. But let me ask you first. Did you like this film? I did like this film. I did too. So certified fresh run. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. It felt to me very much like a spiritual sort of pardon the pun uh successor to inside out yes it felt very inside out adjacent so there's a theory of pixar movies are what if blank has feelings what if what if toys have feelings right what What if if cars have feelings yeah what if cars have feelings what if old people have feelings what if hard to imagine (laughs) Uh, what if robots have feelings what if feelings have feelings like Mm -hmm. that's literally one of them and so this one is like, what if your high school music teacher or junior high music teacher had feelings? Right. <laughs> um, because we start with some discordant music playing. It's the Disney theme. And mm-hmm. I'm always impressed when they do this. Like When they re-theme the Disney theme. Yeah. In the style of. Well, any sort of like that intro logo is usually so sacred. Mm-hmm. Like this is the corporate identity that we wanted to permit in it, you know, it has the Disney castle and the... And the swoopy uh, the star. Da, 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 the when you wish upon a star music is playing mm-hmm. orchestrally. 
or you know it's the 20th century fox logo with a bump 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 you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing or the warner brothers logo uh it's just like i feel like in the last few years they've really started letting people mess with that a little bit right to, mess with the music mess with the styling yeah like matrix was one of the first ones i noticed that where they had like the warner brothers logo and like the matrix font and it kind of glitched and yeah, stuff and it, yeah it glitched out uh the harry potter filmers films had the hair that had the warner logo where but that, in like, harry potter degraded, font yeah well it degraded each time like mm-hmm. every time they showed that logo as the movies went down it was more and more broken and dark and grimy and it was kind of cool to see because those movies got darker and grimier mm-hmm. and more broken. Uh, but Disney really does generally try not to mess with it. And so the fact that there's this discordant when you when wish you wish upon, upon a star, star played by, you know, seventh graders on trombone. Yeah. And so that's the that's the the, the conceit. We start in a seventh grade band class mm-hmm. or jazz band class, probably. They are wrecking this music <laughs> as yeah. early musicians do. Yeah, early musicians is rough. Yeah. It is rough when people learn to play music. <laughs> I remember in high school, and this is a memory of my dad walking up after an orchestra concert, because I played viola because I'm a nerd, mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, that one actually sounded pretty good. And I was in like high school, and at the time I was kind of hurt. Like, Very I was offended. Like, well, what was the rest of you been listening to? And then, like, later we went back and watched videotapes from me in, like, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. And I was just like, oh, no, you had a point. Like, that was... <sighs> it sounds terrible for, like, at least two years. Oh, But probably no. five. Yeah, it was you like, know, like... Middle school orchestra concerts are mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like, I... Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Um, if my parents are listening, I'm sorry for, and thank you. Like, I really appreciate the sacrifice you made, but also, wow. Thanks for sticking with it. Again, by the time we get into high school, like we actually sounded pretty darn good. And my college Mm -hmm. years were, you know, they were fine. It was actually probably relatively Well, by the time you get to college years, you're also playing with people who are like majoring in that instrument. uh, instrument. And so like half of the orchestra is like math majors who just like did this on the side right and the other half of the orchestra are like great <laughs> yeah like there were there were definitely the, those of us who were taking it for zero credit hours and just there mm-hmm. because if we didn't take it for zero credit hours there was not enough musicians to pad out a full orchestra mm-hmm. with the music majors so we had to be there and and it was a lot of fun like i still enjoyed it a lot and, and had a good time but, uh, yeah, we definitely sounded a lot better than my middle school, <laughs> which yes. I would hope so. Yeah. Because if not, you're doing something terribly wrong. Um, but we meet the music teacher. Um, mm-hmm. We also meet Connie in this scene because she, like, does a trombone solo that's really, right. really good. Right. And so uh, they're playing When You Wish to Find a Star. It's kind of like, meh. But they do do a, not great. a jazz piece yeah. next. And then they do a jazz piece and uh in the jazz piece connie has a solo uh and it's like it's all you connie and she like starts to play and she like stands up and she's really getting into it and it like honestly it's great like really good she's she's really good at trombone Mm -hmm. uh and all the other kids and she starts like getting into the zone and like go a little too much like i don't know maybe she has like 10 bars or whatever and she goes past her 10 bars and like people start like throwing shit at her <laughs> giggling in the and background giggling and making fun and... of her and uh 
And her teacher's like, no, man, that's that's good. That's, that's good. Like, it's your job as the band to, like... Support her. Support her. And so, like, if you're just playing, you know, whatever, eighth notes as backup, you just play eighth notes as backup until she's done. Yeah. And, like, don't get mad at her for, like, getting into it and enjoying and expressing herself. Like, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to want to do this and, like... A, uh, you know, he starts playing piano. He talks about his dad taking him to the show and seeing jazz and playing jazz. And, like, this guy just, like, taking him away. And he's telling a story while he's playing. And, like, you can kind of tell the kids are, like, into it. Like, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. You're... But also, they're, like, too cool for everything. And so they don't want to seem like they're into it. Right. So they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, sure, old guy. We get it. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of talks him through that. And then the, there's a knock on the door. It's his principal. It's the principal, yeah. And, and she's like, I wanted to deliver the good news in person. And he was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, congratulations, you are, she's like, congratulations, you are now officially a full-time uh, staff member, which comes with, like, pension and health insurance and whatever. Like, thanks so much for being our part-time band teacher. I'm so excited to bring you on as full-time band teacher. And he was like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's good news and you can tell like a part of him is dying like right. his dream he's like oh man i oh. was just doing this part-time thing to like whatever i could just get me between gigs right but now like do i really if i settle down and i'm a full-time band teacher i probably won't have the time and energy to do a gig yeah but i also haven't had a gig in a real long time so like like i have to put a dream on the shelf oh yeah to take reality mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell he's struggling with that and then you kind of just cut to the next scene which is him going into his mom's sewing shop mm-hmm. yeah and he means she uh, has a tailor shop mom is a force of nature right played by felicia rashad i know right <laughs> like i'm glad like she's back like i know i want her in more things like she's fucking great i mean she brings it like she does she does she's taking no shit she is <laughs> the matriarch of her domain uh, obviously, obviously. Uh, as she is and she's really proud she's like hey good job finally getting a real job finally right. moving out getting past... a job with like health insurance and pension so much stability like that must feel really good mm-hmm and he's like, eh, you know, it she's feels like, okay. Like, you're taking that job, right? And he's like, uh, nah, nah, nah. you're taking that job. Tell me you're taking that job. I'm taking the job. Okay, good. Talk mm-hmm. to you later, honey. You know? And so he, he rolls out of there and he gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. From Curly. From a former student. And he's like, hey, Mr. Gardner. And he's like, Curly, I'm not your teacher anymore. You can call me Joe. And he's like, whatever, Mr. Gardner, which is true. Yeah. Like, they, I had um, a teacher when I was in high school uh, who had just uh, graduated from college, who so was only like eight or nine years older than me. Uh, and he was Mr. whatever last name. And truly, I ran into him. And like, now if I met him, we would whatever be. Yeah, you'd be first names. We'd be first names. I truly cannot call this man by his first name. <laughs> like, even though he's only eight years younger, like older than me, like if I met him at my work, so he would be his first name. There, <laughs> like, there's like I this weird, cannot. there's this weird little phenomenon where like a couple of my friends from high school went into teaching, mm. and they are now friends professionally and also like yes, 
like just on Facebook, mostly is where I see this mm-hmm. with some of my former high school teachers. And I'm like, who the heck is this person? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Miss V. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I can't get my head around the fact that like this person exists with a first name on Facebook. Right. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. It's weird. I can't handle it. Did you ever see your teachers like in the grocery store? Um, no, I I never, I did like two or three times. I did have a teacher that went to our church. Bonkers. (laughs) I had a teacher that went to our church, but I knew her through church first. Then meet her, met her as a, had her as a teacher, and that was weird. That's very weird. Yeah. And then went back to just knowing her through church, mm-hmm. and like that was like the the school thing was the weird outlier the weird part of that. in that. Yeah. But like it was fine otherwise. Right. I whenever I would see my uh, teachers at the grocery store, I'd always pretend like I didn't see them. And they, <laughs> and knowing and teachers would, now, and I would pretend like I didn't see them, and I wouldn't say anything, and they would do the same. <laughs> And again, now knowing teachers who are, you know, my age that graduated me who are now actual teachers. Like, They're like, yes, thank that, you. That's thank the right... you for being embarrassed and pretending like you didn't know who I was. That is the right procedure. <laughs> thank you. But anyway, so his, his student calls him. He's like, listen, Dorothea Williams mm-hmm. is in town. And and I'm in a band playing with her. I'm in her quartet. But like our piano player just left us high and dry. And she's like, do you know anybody? I was like, I got this guy. He used to be my... You know, I, I know a guy. I didn't tell her who you are, but like I told her you come in and play. And um, so you got to get over here and audition for this gig. Mm-hmm. And so he like bust ass across town. Right. Uh, Curly is played by Questlove. I noticed. <laughs> Which is great. Again, like, listen, I am like, I don't know how to say this without sounding weird. But like, I love the fact that all the people of color in this this movie are played actually by played people by of color. Yeah, like, people of color. It's great. Like, how hard is that? Like, that doesn't seem like freaking brain surgery. Like, just... Yes. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, just do this. Like, tell the story with the characters that would be in this world and cast people that yeah. sound and are also people that would be in this world. Like, just right. do it. It's right. fine. It, it's not fucking hard. But anyway, but thank you. Thank you, Pixar. Good job, for, Pixar. For listening for that little bit um and so he shows up at this gig mm-hmm. and and auditions on auditions dorothea is not suffering a fool like she, <laughs> right. is, she doesn't have time for bullshit <laughs> she's like oh you're here and he's like yeah i'm here i'm a really big fan of you she's like yeah shut up and sit down and play like right. we're gonna just we're just a one two three four and like they just go into it mm-hmm. and he does great he is he does he's great really he good like Joe Gardner, where the fuck have you been? Like, yeah. he's like, I don't know, teaching in middle school band. And she was like, I'll see you at 6.30. Like, yeah. you know, 6.30 tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, 7 o'clock is, uh, 7 o'clock sound check, 9 Soundcheck. o'clock show. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, get here. Be yeah. here. You got and a gig. You have a suit? And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. And she's like, get a suit. <laughs> a nice suit. Yeah. She's like, look sharp. Show yep. up. And so, but he does at one point, like, get kind of lost in the song and he's playing and, like, this part kind of reminds me of Ratatouille where, mm-hmm. um, um, oh, the rat. Remy. Remy takes a bite of food and is able to talk about, like, like, just kind of slide out of himself and experience something just as an experience. And it kind of goes into jazz music is what it mm-hmm. looks like. Well, this is just jazz music and he slides out of this into just an experience. 
and you see the jazz music like kind of pink lines and, and like blue around him. And floating and he's just in the zone he's just like able to just kind of do it it's a transcendent experience and um it's great like good for him like he, but that's kind of what gets in the the gig so he's he's walking out and he's who's he talking to on the phone this is not his mom. He it's can't not talk his, his mom. mom. Who? Yeah, he can't talk to his mom. His mom will be pissed. Is it Curly? Curly was in the audition with him. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking to on the phone. He's definitely talking to someone on the phone. Yeah, I forget who. Uh, but he's very excited about it, and he's kind of bopping around. And there's like all these near misses. There's like 14 different times that he almost gets it, like hit by a car, hit by moving. Uh, metal in a construction zone almost dropped like, a load of bricks on almost his head. drops a load of bricks on his head like this guy is a fucking mess because like, he's so not paying attention yeah he's just so like bopping around and happy and i was like oh this is the part where he dies <laughs> yeah and so this is the part where he dies he actually gets done with the call hangs up turns around and drops down a manhole cover yeah falls into an open manhole that had like cones and things all around it but he's so but... just like in his own world he didn't mm -hmm. notice all the danger and he dies yeah, he turns into like a little blue uh, soul. Yeah. And so the souls in this movie are like shorter than people. They're like, you know, like a kind of like a short uh, version. But his soul has glasses. His body yeah. had glasses. His soul has glasses. His soul has a hat. It doesn't have a nose, which is a thing that kind of weeds me out about the nose. Souls don't have noses, but they do have hats and glasses. Yeah, it's a whole confusing thing. Yeah. Uh, but he's riding a giant, like, escalator up to the... An escalator to a big... Just white light. White light. And uh, there's a bunch of people in line in the escalator with him, and he was like, oh, fuck. Where like, are we going? Yeah. Oh, it's the great beyond. Yeah. Wait, are you dead? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, he, like, meets this one lady. She's like, oh, it must have been very sudden for you. I'm 106. I've been waiting for this for a while. So, like, <laughs> can you get out of my way and let me... <laughs> let me do my thing. Get to the great beyond there and have some closure. And, like, there's people speaking different languages and, like... He takes off running down the escalator. Yeah, he's running down the escalator. He's like, no, 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 my life just started. I just got this gig. I just got my big break. Like, I I cannot be dead. Like, yeah. I know. And so he ends up, like, kind of jumping off the escalator accidentally, mm -hmm. more or less. Like, falling, yeah. And he falls through this, like, like, 27 different stylistic themes on his way to the bottom. Yes. And it's, like, cubism and, like, like really cubic like mm -hmm. pointillism at one point and like really yeah a like, lot of different art like styles styles uh did you ever see what dreams may come maybe uh robin williams dies and experiences an artistic life after life may maybe i don't think so you shouldn't have been sober for it if you did just to say <laughs> but it's it's a well, wild if thing I, if i watched it i don't remember it maybe I but like he sober. basically turns impressionistic like he turns heaven mm -hmm. into an impressionistic artwork it's it's really weird okay uh but it kind of reminded me for a split second of that uh but he does bottom out into into the great before the great before right this is uh, it's bluegrass everywhere and all these little baby souls, which are super adorable. And They're they, very cute. They look like they would be super nice plushies. Yes. And I'm sure Disney had a whole plan <laughs> to, to like barrage the universe with these things in time for Christmas. Right. And they're probably mildewing in a warehouse somewhere right Who now. Who knows? But, Who knows? Um, they would have been great. You could have like 
you could have got different numbers, and they could have different, like... Right, so all these little baby souls, they're new souls. They're numbered. Yeah, they're numbered. Um, And then they have these, like, I don't know what they're called. The main people who run the Great Before. The Terries? Yeah, they're the Jerry's. Everyone's Jerry's. Jerry. Jerry and the Jerry. What Great are they Before. called? Not the mentors. Um, Counselors. The counselors, yeah. Yes. So there's a bunch of counselors, uh, and they are all in the form of, like... Uh, like line drawing or wire sculptures. They're they're very Picasso, like single line drawing Picassos. Right, like, where like your pen never leaves the paper, um, and you draw. Yeah. A person, um, and uh, so the the they're one ju- the one counselor has like a whole slew of like little souls, <laughs> and, and she's like, "All right, go through that kiosk and pick up some of your personality profiles." Right, and she's like, "You four will be aloof, and you three will be excitable." And you two will be self-absorbed. And one person's like, why do we keep making so many self-absorbed people? <laughs> it's like, that's a fair question, folks. But they, so what it is, is they go through these different kiosks and they get kind of different uh, circles filled in on their Yeah, they're like maybe personality card. different personalities. And they're all a combination of like, I am very curious. And but also like very shy and like. I'm a self-absorbed narcissistic social sociopath with right. delusions of grandeur and they're and like, like oh. that's gonna be one to watch yeah, like, they're gonna be a handful <laughs> <laughs> um and so like all these different kids are, are developing and she sees uh joe there right and she was like you seem to have gotten lost from your group and he was like uh, uh yeah. yeah maybe and she's like i'll take you back with the other mentors like come on it's like yes mentor okay mm-hmm. Trying to get back to Earth. Trying to figure that out. She's like, okay, so just go. And he picks up like a name tag at random because he doesn't want to admit that he's a lost soul. Right. That's right. So she's like, you go you go in with your mentors. Into the um, U Seminar. Into the U Seminar. It used to be called something, but, you know, rebranding. <laughs> the Great Before. It used to be the, the Great, great before, before, but, you know, rebranding. Yeah. Now it's called the U Seminar. And uh, she's like, and you'll, you'll go in with the other mentors and you'll be able to mentor uh, new souls and... Mm-hmm. Then they'll get their um, their Earth pass, and they will be able to go to Earth. And so he was like, "Oh, cool! That's how you go to Earth is if you you get one of these pass- Earth passes, passes, and maybe I can steal one from a new soul or yeah. something." So, um, and that's and while she's kind of explaining this, there's another Jerry mm-hmm. over on the side. His name is Terry. Well, there's with a, a T. She, there's another Jerry talking to mm-hmm. Terry, right? And Terry has found out. There's a soul missing. Like, we're one short on the count. Right. Well, All he does, does is happen? count the souls. He counts the souls. That's his job. He's like, and there's one missing. Like, we got to figure this out. And she's like, yeah, it'll be fine. What's one soul? He's like, no, you don't understand. Like, the, the, this is a real, real, real big fucking deal. It was only happened like once before. And that was like a couple thousand years ago. And you're like. <laughs> it's been a, it's been thousands. Of, it's been a millennia before we lost yeah. the last soul. And so you're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and, and so. They, uh, you know, they kind of have a freak out, and he ends up going to like research. And they're like, "Well, if you are like, good job finding the lost, like finding the account is off, and since you are so good at accounting, why don't you figure out what the problem was?" (laughs) Which is why I never bring up problems at work. Right, and he's like, "I will." (laughs) This is why I never bring up problems at work because you're like, "Hey, I found this problem." They're like. Can you find a solution to that problem too? And I'm like, no. no. 
That's like 10 times. That's but, 10 levels above my period. Yeah, that's like, so much more work than just being like, hey, I noticed X. Hey, this doesn't work. Yeah, but how would it work if it did work? I don't know like, how to make it work. Yeah, that's a lot more work to solve the problem. That's like when my car breaks down and I'm like, hey, it's not running. And I take it to the mechanic and he looked at me and say, so what do you think is wrong with it? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why like, I pay you. Yeah, so let's do that. <laughs> but but anyway. apparently the great before works just like my work. <laughs> yeah, where if you notice a problem, it's now your responsibility. Yeah, if you notice a problem, it's your responsibility. So like Terry should have just been like, whatever, bloop, 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 no problems. Uh, so we pick back up with Joe, who's in mentor training, and they're explaining all the like different personality types and how every soul needs a spark. That's right. the big thing. Is that there's something that inspires them, that motivates them, that gets them interested in life and, and drives them through. Mm-hmm. And really like makes them ready to be, to go to Earth. And so really what we need are these mentors, which is you guys. Right. You've all lived incredible lives and had amazing passions and done great things for the world. And so like maybe you can inspire a young soul. Right. Uh, or... If your life necessarily doesn't inspire them, maybe you can take them to this hall of everything where they have literally everything. And like your spark can come from anything. It can be food. It can be music. It can be connection. It can be books and like rockets, learning and rockets and whatever, like literally anything can be your spark. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. But you know, I mean, some people get inspired by the same things, but like, who knows? We don't know what their, the soul spark's going to be. So you Mm -hmm. find it. And then when you find it, we'll kick them down to earth and they'll get born and maybe yeah. they'll do their thing. And so the they introduce a couple people. They bring up some of the, the mentors and they're like, and this is your soul numbered like 10 billion, 800,000 or 800 million, 647,000, mm-hmm. like whatever. And this is your soul, 10 billion, 27 million, you know. Right. And then they call uh, Joe's name, which is like Bjorn. Bjorn Bjorkinson. Yeah. Who is, a, who is a child psychologist. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, Bjorn. And he like looks down at his uh, thing and he was like, oh, oh yeah, that's I me. guess that's me. And they're like, You're, you are part of one of my very favorites, Soul 22. <laughs> and it turns out this soul mm-hmm. does not want to go to Earth. Doesn't want to go to Earth. Earth's like bullshit and terrible. Yeah. And they don't want to do it. And I'm like, I see that hand. Right. Like, like honestly, just, a message for 2020 if right. ever there was one. Can I just skip being alive? Like, the great go. before is great. And if I could just go straight from the great before to the great beyond. Or just stay the great before. I'm having stay, a great time. Right. I'm fine. I'm fine here. Like, uh, but I don't I don't want to go to Earth. Like, Earth seems like it sucks. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Joe, who's pretending to be Bjorn at this point, is like, okay. Uh, can we get this hall of me to show another person? Uh, cause I'm not really Bjorn, uh, well, Borgensen. No. I'm, like, I'm just this other guy. And well, 22 figures it out. Cause Joe is looking around at all the Bjorn Borgensen stuff and is like this, he doesn't recognize well, any of it. Well, he was, she was like, oh, I get it. Reverse psychology. Like you almost got me there, Bjorn. And he was like, no, for real. So, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on de- right here. Here's the deal. I am not this person, but I want to get back to Earth. So maybe we can find your spark. I can steal your Earth pass. I can go back to Earth. And then you can continue living in the great before. And, like, 
we're good because you'll have to start all over again to get an earth pass and it'll it'll buy you some time at least and 22 is like no that checks out 22 is like i don't hate that plan like that that seems to be good she's like because i well they they're non-gendered uh they are voiced by tina fey but they do make a point of like this is an arbitrary construct like it doesn't matter i can sound like anything (laughs) like i can sound like you i can sound like the the guy from Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the old man uh, from Up. up. Like, like she does a lot of different the voices in there, and then she's like, "But this is how I s- choose to sound because it's super annoying." It annoys people. I use this voice because it annoys people. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You're not wrong, kid." Yeah. But so anyway, uh, so the they hatch the plan. They're gonna find twenty two Spark, right. not because they want to get twenty two down to Earth, but because then mm-hmm. she can use it as a stalling tactic. To stay there longer. Right, to get you down to Earth. Also, there's, like, a reference to the fact that 22 has had, like, an amazing raft of right. mentors. So they go into 22's little, like, hideout, and she just has a zillion Hello, My Name is stickers on the wall. They're like, what's that? She's like, oh, that's all the mentors I've been through. And they're like, like Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Abraham Lincoln, right. Carl Ma- Young. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Like, there are a zillion, like, a high, high-profile people, and uh, they, like, flash back to all of um, their... Uh, interactions with these people and uh the one from the trees is like i have compassions for all souls except for you you fucking suck (laughs) (laughs) it was great muhammad ali's like you know anybody can be a winner except you (laughs) you're the greatest pain in my ass (laughs) i'm the greatest or yeah you are the greatest pain in my butt yeah like it's it's real great and uh 22 is like whatever like fuck them (laughs) also like when she's like uh, she's like, oh, reverse psychology. I totally, like, Carl Jung tried that on me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I forgot what he says, but, like, there's a little... Right. There, right. There's lots of vignettes of 22 and their various mentors. mentors. Yeah. So, um, so they go to, um, they're, like, walking around. Also, there's this great moment where they're walking around out on the main plane. Mm-hmm. And, like, this whole kiosk falls over on top of a mob, mob of souls. Right, and Joe uh, like viscerally like, oh relaxed, like oh my god, and uh, Twenty's just like, don't worry, you can't, you can't crush a soul here. Like that's what Earth is for. <laughs> and I'm like, oof. And Joe also is just like, ooh. Right, right. Yeah. So they go into the uh, to the hall to try to find Twenty Two Spark. Yeah, and they try uh, again. There's another fun montage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he finds like uh, like these food counters. Like maybe food is your thing. Like, have you ever? Seen food? Food's amazing. Have you ever tried pizza? It's great. And he's trying to feed her stuff. He's like, yeah, we can't eat. He's we can't, like, like, smell it or taste or touch here. Like they all have COVID? Maybe. Anyway, yeah, we can't smell. We can't We can't taste. And he's like, oh. And he, like, tries to eat something. And he, like, puts it in his mouth and just falls out behind him. And right. Like, oh, you're right. This sucks. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we also can't touch, though. And, then he's, she and she smacks, smacks him. <laughs> and he's like, huh. And then she smacks him again. And again. And again. And again. And he goes, I got your point. I got your point. Like, But they do like a whole right. montage of like doing literally everything. Right. And she's so they, like, well, first they do a whole montage of his life. And she was like, I don't get it. Your life fucking sucked. And you're like trying so hard to get back to it. Like, <laughs> Yep. And so uh, they're doing the math. Uh, while this is all going on, Terry figures out mm-hmm. that Joe is the missing. Yeah, he pages through all of the, alphabetically, all yeah. of the souls, the missing souls from that, like, minute or whenever he was supposed, like, because he knows the time 
when the soul went missing. Yeah, and so Jerry is able to figure out. He's like, "It's Joe," and then he comes to Earth. He comes down to the to the, the mentors. The mentors is like, "Yeah, that's him over there," and they're like, "Oh, but he's actually been doing really well with twenty two, and she hasn't like chewed him up and spit him out yet. So like, maybe we can see where this goes." Like, right? Okay, so they come out of at the hollow everything and. Twenty two's like, I don't know, nothing's inspiring me, like all this is bullshit. And uh so the one Jerry is like, Thanks so much for working with twenty two. I understand you did your best, like don't feel bad. You know, like She's a bit of a pill. Right. They've they've been through lots of mentors before. Like, so now you can just go back to the great beyond and like know that you did your part. And they're like, No, 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 we never tried uh breakdancing. Like let's breakdancing go- women thing. Yeah, let's go back and try breakdancing real fast. And uh, Jerry's like, I mean, okay, sure. And that's when they escape into... The sink. Uh, yes. They climb under a sink. It's weird. Uh-huh. Because I, 22 has been in the grave before so long that she's made a bunch of portals and tunnels into other parts of the unknown. Yeah. Under the great and so whatever. And so she goes to this other plane mm-hmm. of existence called the Zone. Yes. The Zone. It's like a desert. It's like a big black desert. Yeah. Uh, but people can sail on it. Actually, only one person sails on it. Yeah. Uh, it's so, like a big black desert, and then there's all these people floating in it, the desert. Yeah, they're like floating it, in the sky. In little, like, Aurora Borealis bubbles. And so what it is is the people that get, like, lost in their task. that Like, just really get mm-hmm. into it. They go to the zone, which is this place where they kind of touch the transcendent. Right. It's in between the physical and the spiritual. And and so, like, you see all these people, and she's like, yeah, I love coming here and messing with people. And so she, like, picks up rocks, and, like, you see this, like, lady doing, you know, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? And she smacks her in the face, and then it cuts to the real world, and she's like, uh... Line? Uh, line. <laughs> uh, and then, I forget what the next one is, but the last one is this guy playing basketball. And he goes up, you can tell he's going up for, like, a slam dunk, and she mm-hmm. smacks in the face with the rock, and he, like, just totally falls. <laughs> just like falls and the ball like lands on him. And she's like, oh, that's one of the Knicks. I've been messing with those guys for years. <laughs> and I was like, oh, ow. Ouch. Ouch. That hurts. Um, but what it is is, um, yeah, so there's the zone. And then all of a sudden the ship comes mm-hmm. over the horizon sailing like, on the sail- sand. Sailing on the, on the black uh, desert. Sand. Yeah. And also on the black desert sand, there are these like monsters. Yeah. And they're kind of walking around. She's like, those are lost souls. We don't... Yeah, you should mess with them. Don't mess with them. So what it is on the ship is on the ship is these guys that call themselves mystics without borders. Yes. And so when they transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. or get in their zone, they're able to drop down to the... Drop out of their bubbles. Yeah, drop out of the zone and they all come together to help lost souls. Right. And so... So what it is, is you see this lost soul and it's really, there's a soul in the middle of it. It's covered by all this crap, mm-hmm. all the dirt and stuff. And it's someone that's gone from the zone where they're just focused on you, that moment where the, the reality touches transcendent to where they lose track of the transcendent and it's just monotony. And they like, become obsessed, unhealthily obsessed. Unhealthily obsessed with, with whatever something. they're doing. And so the one they find is a day trader. They're like, like oh, buy, buy, another sell, trader. Sell, sell, buy, 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 make sell, a trade, sell, make, sell, a buy, trade. Sell, make a trade, make a trade, make a trade. And so they bring him in and they like drum around him. They do a little circle in the sand. 
and they kind of help him like so, they strip yeah. away the stuff. In the circle opens up and you see the day trader like at his desk. At his desk and uh the uh the the sand strips away from the soul and you see the the guy and was like is that me? And he's like, "Yep." And he was like, "Fuck." Like, I need to wake up. And he was like, damn straight. Damn skippy, dude. <laughs> and they, like, push him into the, the like, vortex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, has a freak out and, like, you know, dumps all his computer stuff. And he's like, wake up, people! <laughs> wake up! This is awful! This is not life! And, and they're like, yep, another job well done. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. But, like, also, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> Um, and so Joe's like, oh, so you connect souls to their bodies. And he's like, yeah, that's literally what we do here. Yeah. And they're like, can, can you connect me to my body? And they're well, like, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then they, so they open up a portal and they look down and they see Joe's body. He's like, wait, you're not fucking dead? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. And you're not. But you're not oh. really alive. Like your body's just in a holding pattern right now. <sighs> Oh man, you're in limbo. Like Yeah, this, this is, is a lot harder. And he's like, How's it harder? He's like, It just is. And so like this whole thing happens and they kind of struggle and Joe and twenty two end up falling through the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh it's also worth pointing out there's a cat on Joe's lap at this right, point. Right, it's a therapy cat. Uh and so what happens is Joe falls into the cat. Yes. And twenty two falls into Joe. Yes. And this is also, like, kind of the end of Act 1. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a third of the way through the film. None of this was indicated that we were going back to Earth in any of the trailers. Right, right. Like, all the trailers... I just thought he would be dead third, the whole time. <laughs> like, and he just explored the afterlife with Joe and, like, his little, like, imp guide or something. It's like, no, this took a real turn. Like, good for you. Right. So, Joe is in the cat. And uh, 22, uh, a new soul who's never been to Earth before, is in Joe. Yeah. And so 22, part of the gag is that 22 is experiencing the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to walk. Doesn't know how to use their hands. <laughs> doesn't like, know, like... <laughs> doesn't know anything about what's happening. And also doesn't know how to talk to people. So mm-hmm. she's trying to explain literally what's happening. Like, super, super honest. Super honest. And Joe's like, no, you need to stop talking. They're going to put us in that hole. Like, you think you're crazy. They yeah. You think you're crazy. And uh, all Joe can do is meow at people and also hiss. And like, he's a cat. Right. But 22 understands Joe as and, a cat. And it's also weird because every time Joe talks to other people, you hear Joe's voice mm-hmm. coming out of Joe's body. But then when Joe and the cat, or Joe's cat joe cat is talking to 22 joe and also is joe's voice you hear joe's voice from the cat and 22's voice from joe's body and it's yes it's a little weird and jarring but like somehow they do just technically pull it off in a way that works mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it is if you look closely uh they do the trick called crossing the plane do you know what that is no all right so if you ever um if you're ever shooting a movie um, all the cameras are on the same side of, like, if you drew, two people are talking, okay? Okay. Draw a line between their noses. Sure. All right. And continue it through their heads. So mm-hmm. that's the plane. Okay. Mm-hmm. And cameras will always stay on the same side of that plane. Okay. So when you're, when you're talking, um, if you're, if me and you are talking, a camera on, over my left shoulder 
you will be on the left-hand side of my face. Yes. And my face will be kind of, the back of my head will be on the right side of the frame. But if we shoot over your right shoulder, my full face will be on the same side of the frame as the back of my head was. Mm -hmm. And your back of the head will be on the same side of the frame as the front of your head was. So it helps keep track, like, it helps a lot. Oh, like where people are in space and time? Yeah, in space and time. It makes scenes work a little bit better. But usually whenever, uh, when you're in a scene where Joe is talking to a human. It's on one side of the plane. It's on one side of the plane. And then you cross behind that human's head. And when you come up the other side, Joe is talking with 22's voice to the cat. So like, that's the, that's the switching mechanism. It's a really weird stylistic thing they do. But it works. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like, you don't know what crossing the plane is, but it really helped you keep track of that in a way you didn't realize it Right, did. it didn't register. It didn't register, which, again, that's brilliant. Good job. Like, that's that's freaking brilliant when that works and you don't notice it work. That's good art. Yes. Like, that's just masterfully well done art. So, like, kudos. Kudos to that team that got that working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, um, they have like a whole escape scene. Right. So they just like walk out of a hospital. I don't know if that's possible, but sure. Right. I mean, so, it certainly isn't at the moment. Right. You so just can't even walk Joe, into a hospital. Joe goes from like being uh, unconscious uh, and vegetative like state. vegetative state to waking up and talking and uh, the doctor being like, do you have a next of kin? And he says, No. Although he's got a mom. Although he has a mom. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with that word. Yeah, like, what? What <laughs> What do you mean you don't have a next of kin? Like, you 100% have a mom. Who like, would who want, should we call for you? Who would want to know if you died in a sewer, which you did. Yeah. But he, but 22 manages the pilot Joe's body. Not well. Mm-hmm. But well enough to get him out of the hospital. She goes St- to the street. Still in a hospital gown. Yeah. So... Again, this is New York City. A dude walking around in a hospital gown. With a cat is not a, a big cat. deal. Not the weirdest thing you've <laughs> even seen that day. Like, it's just kind of like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But 22 just freaks out because it's right. so much stimulus. Right. Went from being in a very calm, uh, great before state to New York City where she's like, there's so many smells and sounds and I can't do this. This is scary. And she ends up cuddling or curling down in a corner, mm-hmm. like hugging her legs. Again, dude in a... Full-grown man holding his legs mm-hmm. in a hospital gown in a corner of New York City, and nobody stops. I'm like, yeah, eh. It checks out. That that works. But Joe's like, I got to get to her. And he actually ends up going and stealing a piece of pizza. Right. And bringing it back to her. Also, there's a great, like, like little vignette as he's walking with a piece of pizza in his mouth. Right. So a cat walking with a piece of pizza the one way. Giant rat walking with pizza pizza the other way, and they both like look and consider each other, and then keep walking. <laughs> and I'm like, was that a pizza rat cameo? And like, it was a pizza rat cameo? Like, wow, fantastic! So, um, he brings her a piece of pizza and is like, "You need to eat this. Like, just try with your with your mouth. Like, put mm-hmm. it in your mouth." And she smells she's it. Like, she's it like, smells amazing. That? That's amazing smell. And she eats it. And she's like, "What is this? Like." 
This is so great. Why couldn't they capture this better in the great before? Because this is fucking amazing. I would have come a lot sooner <laughs> if I knew this was a thing. If I knew there was pizza. So she has a lot of of stuff. And he's like, all right, so we we can work with you. Like, not all the stimulus that you're getting are bad. We'll work on sorting that out. Focus on the things you know are good right now. We got to get home. Yeah, we got to get, we, we got to get. We, we got to get in our suit and we got to get to the gig. Mm-hmm. Like seven o'clock, we got to figure it out. Also, uh, the guy that was captaining the ship says he's at this location. Yeah, he's at the corner of Seventeenth and Fourteenth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a it's a New York location, mm-hmm. and he's like, I know where that is. We can get down there. Maybe he can sort out this whole cat human thing. Mm-hmm. But also, we shouldn't go there like this in the the thing in the hospital gown. So let's go to my house. We'll regroup. And then we can go out and we can find him. He'll help us. Then we'll go to the gig. We'll figure out what's, we'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right. And then you can go back to the great whatever. I'll stay here. All of my life. All you'll my do life. whatever you want to do. Like, <laughs> and we'll, I'll never have to see you again. <laughs> and she's like, this is a winning plan. Like, let's do it. All right. So they get back to Joe's apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, which sounds like an own kind of. Jazz Fusion album, maybe? Maybe. Apartment? Maybe. Anyway. Um, and... Uh, but they're, they're going to take a taxi first. Yeah, they have to take a taxi. He goes to get in the taxi, and who steps out but Dorothea, Dorothea, Williams, Dorothea Williams and the rest of the quartet. Right, and she was like... Joe, Joe, okay? yeah. Like, you're eating a piece of pizza and a bowler hat and a hospital gown with a cat. Right. In the middle of New York City. Right. Seems I like you're maybe questions. not super stable. So he drops into mm-hmm. the cab and speeds off. They get home. There's a phone call from Curly. Right. And she's like, he's like, man, Dorothea saw you. She's not sure about this. Like, she just had one piano player walk out on her. Right, she's a little skittish. So she's so she went ahead else. and called uh, somebody else, and they have the gig. Right, and so he's he's crushed. Crushed. He's like, she, uh, but Curly's like, but I'm I'm gonna fight for you. So like, show up at six, like six thirty. Show up early. Show up early, and, and I'll look, get you there. And look like a million bucks. And I can maybe get you in. Right. Like I can maybe patch this up. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, all right. So we're gonna do this. Okay, this is what mm-hmm. we're gonna do. We're gonna get dressed. We're gonna line my hair. We're gonna, you know, get a trim up, get looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fix your edges. Fix my edges, and then we're gonna get there. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna find uh, what's his name, Moonbeam. Moonbeam. Yeah. So they did find Moonbeam, like right before they got in the cab. They found Moonbeam. Oh yeah. And Moonbeam, right. Moonbeam, Miss Moonwind. Moonwind. All of the Mystics Without Borders have like moon sky like oh they're hippies yeah thunder rain names mm. um and they're they're really funny but uh so moonwind is a sign spinner <laughs> that's <laughs> like, where he gets that's into where his he zen. gets his zen is a sign spinner and uh he's really so, good at too. yeah so he's a real good sign spinner and so they talked to him and uh they're like joe you made it and he was like and uh 22 was like not exactly <laughs> it's like oh you're 22 yeah. And Joe's like, yep, down Joe's here. Joe's like, I'm in a cat. <laughs> like, and his boss, like, he stops spinning the sign to talk to them. And his boss comes out. And he's like, I put this man's soul in a cat. And she's like, don't fucking care. Spin your sign, bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, he's like, all right, so here's the deal. I can get you guys lined back up. The stars have to be in the right spot. We have the... to wait for a place where their veil is thin. And so uh, 6.30 at the, the Half Note Lounge, that should do it. So can you just meet me there? And he's like, yeah, like perfect. I got a gig there perfect. at 7. It'll work. This is the most perfect thing possible. Like, I'll see you there at 6.30. We'll get our souls back. And mm-hmm. then boom, done. Great. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. So then they go back to the house. Uh, and this is when Connie shows up. Connie shows up. Connie is there for a trumpet lesson. And a trombone. But yeah. yeah, a trombone lesson. Uh, and they're like, oh, tell her I can't do it this week. And uh, so 22, as Joe is like, oh, we can't do it this week. Sorry. And uh, Connie's like, that's okay. I'm quitting. <laughs> and Joe's like, oh, no, she can't quit. She's good. Yeah. Like... And 20, 22 just goes out there and is like. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. She's like. Jazz is stupid and pointless. And she's like, oh, it's 100% pointless. <laughs> yeah. And they like, go on a tirade about like government school. <laughs> like, she's like, I've been saying this since I was like 13. She's like, I know, right? She's like, same. And so they like have... my mentor, George Orwell, told me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they, uh, and so they have like a moment and Connie's like, well, before I go, do you want to like, I was working on this one thing. thing. Do you want to hear it? You'll be and the then, last thing I play. Right. And then you can tell me to quit. And uh, 22 like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Joe as a cat is like freaking the hell out. Like, right. you can't tell my kid to quit. Like, she needs this spark. She need this is her thing. Like, mm-hmm. she needs to move forward. Um, And Connie starts playing. And 22 in Joe's body is like looking at her and just like mesmerized. And is like. Right. You really, you really love this. And uh, Connie's like, I mean, I guess I do. I'm like, so maybe I shouldn't quit. And uh, 22, as Joe is like, I mean, whatever, it's your call. (laughs) He's like, I think I'll stick with it. She's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. I'll see see you at school. Yeah. And uh, 22, as Joe is like, I don't get it. Like, she was all ready to quit. And then she didn't. And I... I don't know why. Because, like, she's right. Chaz is pointless. <laughs> so, so 22 is like, all right, so... And Joe as the cat is like, but she loves it. Like, that's her trombone thing. is her thing. And... and... Like, I'll take it. She's like, all right, well, here's the deal. I will help you. Mm-hmm. We will do this together. But you gotta let me, like, knock some things off my list that I want to experience. Yeah, like, while I'm here, maybe we can work on finding my thing. Like... Yeah. Maybe my problem was that I was experiencing all this stuff in the Great Beyond where everything is just a shadow of what it is on Earth. Like, Yeah, maybe I can find the real thing and that'll be my thing. And right. then you, then when we do get back to Earth or if I get back there, maybe I'll find my thing or may, and I'll come down here. Or maybe you can at least have it if we both get sucked back. Because, spoilers, Terry has figured out... Like, Joe skipped town. Right, right. And he is on the hunt. And he's, he's like, I gotta go down to Earth and do that. And the way he does that, he teleports himself down to Earth and he sneaks around through the lines. Mm-hmm. Again, very, like, Picasso painting looking. Right, because part of the thing is, like, you cannot be seen by anyone. Like, yeah, you will... it is imperative that uh, mm. the... The mysteries of the great before and the great beyond are hidden, hidden from Earth. Yeah, so he's doing that. He's like totally pulling a hound of, it's a hound of Tindalis kind of thing, and I don't know what that is. Oh, how familiar with Lovecraft? 
Hounds of Tendalus are an animal that can move along walls, but when they reach 90 degree corner, uh, can just like continue to move along. They only move along like two dimensional walls. Like they can. Okay, and how do they turn corners? They just they they just go into the corner and then like turn. Like I okay. did a hand gesture that's not valuable at all to our <laughs> our listeners. Guys, podcasting is a not a visual medium. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. So, but anyway, he it's it's kind of reminiscent of how maybe those work, but I mean we're all fictional here, so who cares? Right, right. Um, Literally everything is a construct. So we're back in Joe's apartment, and Joe takes a bath, which is one of the things. Or 20, shower. Or shower, which is one of the things twenty two actually wanted to experience, which would be fucking traumatizing. I feel as like right, it's a brand new soul who's yeah, <laughs> never but, experienced anything. <laughs> and Cat Joe's the he's like, by the way, could you put some moisturizer on me? Yeah, put some lotion on there. And she's like, all right, we'll do. Wow, this is hot. This is this water is, like, spicy. Because <laughs> she doesn't really get hot yet. So, right. She's uh, like, yeah, this water's spicy. It's like, turn the other knob. And so she comes out, where he comes out. I don't know. It's confusing. Gender right. as a jo- construct Joe's in this body. whole thing. Joe's, Joe's body, body with 22 out, and with it comes out. And Joe's like, all right, we got to tidy up your hair here. Trim it up. Make sure you're looking real good. And so he gets the trimmers out, and right. he, as a he's cat. a fucking cat. Bro. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about how Joe's body with no money and a cat with no money hailed a cab and got to the I don't know <laughs> got somewhere. I don't know how that worked. Like you can't Uber that. Also, like when he gets back, Curly calls him on his phone. Right. His phone was in his pocket. Right. He left the hospital wearing nothing but a gown. Clothes. His phone is at his apartment. Where did that phone come from? Right, right. He did, they don't know who his next of kin is. Did he not have a wallet? Did they not look up his ID? Like, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of very weird kind of sort of... There was no part... Like, it would have made more sense if, before he died, he was like, Ah, oh, fuck, I lost my wallet. You know, like... Oh, I must have left my phone in my wallet at the house. Right, or at the gig. At the gig. And, like, maybe Tiny, mm-hmm. you know, he walks into his house and Tiny's like... Or Curly's like, hey, found this at the gig, you know, like a little sandwich bag by his front door. That's right. like, hey, found this at the gig. Hey, you left it this at the gig. Like. Yeah. But no, who knows? I don't know. It's really blurry. Right. That that's that was a different uh, snafu. In... Yeah. But the cat messes up his hair is what shorts out. Right. Right. And Joe as a cat with his little cat paws. <laughs> messes up 22 Joe's right. hair. And he's like, fuck. We gotta fix this. Right. There's only one no I can do it. Yeah, we gotta go to Des. Right, we gotta go to my barber Des. Yeah, and so we go to a barber shop. Yeah. In I think Somewhere in New York. There's somewhere in New York. It's not really clear. Yeah. I don't really have a good feel of where they are in New York. Like My guess is the Bronx. Uh maybe I no, they're they're downtown. They're okay. in they're in Manhattan. They're somewhere. in Manhattan. Because that's where uh, Moonbeam is, mm-hmm. or Moonwind is. Moonwind. He's he's at like he's down in the he's in numbers. Numbers are a number and a number intersection is Manhattan. Okay. Uh, the numbers continue north and somewhat east, but not really. Um, but if you're in a number and a number, you're in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's at least happening there. I don't really have a concept of where, of where this barbershop is, where the barbershop is or where the club is or anything like that. It's, I mean, 
everything's at right angles and straight lines. So again, I assume Manhattan because again, mean, New York has burnt down many, many times. There were many opportunities to remake yeah, some straight you, lines. Well, once you get up into like the Bronx, you get really curvy, like because it's just topography up in there. They can't do it straight. Um, uh, Queens and Queens and Brooklyn do that, but I don't get a Queens Brooklyn. I don't get a it. Brooklyn vibe at all. You have a Brooklyn vibe? Yeah. Okay. There are a bunch of people who name their kids Zephyr and make bread. Yeah. That's Brooklyn. You're not wrong. But um but I feel I mean it's it feels like a west side mm-hmm. of Manhattan kind of thing. Um but anyway. 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 Um <laughs> So they go to Dez's barber and 22 joe is like oh can i have one of those and it's a lollipop and mm-hmm. des is like sure joe sure whatever like for, for the kids yeah and she so she and then they have they have the the cat on their lap yeah and it's like i mean if you want to keep that cat in your lap that's fine but you got to be still <laughs> like it's fine and so 22 basically just like gives this whole existential like view of the 100% world 100 existential crisis it was like mean like are is any of us even living man like i don't even know yeah here i thought this would be my spark and it turns out nothing's my spark and i had all these like mentors and like all these great people she's like spouting knowledge from all these great people and everybody's just like yeah man except like one dude that's like being an absolute asshole at the end of the line paul Paul, (laughs) who's just like what do you know you're just a washed up you want to be jazz musician, right? You're always close, but no cigar, like yeah. You know. Um, and and twenty two's like, what's the deal with this guy? <laughs> he's like, uh, and Joe's like, he finds it easier to tear people down than actually experience anything on his own. Like, I don't know, it's just the thing people do. And twenty two's like, oh, I know those guys. <laughs> and she like lights him up, and he's like, dude, Joe, that's harsh. And just leaves. By the way, who is... Uh, it's David Diggs. David Diggs. <laughs> Bless him. Yes. Yes. So Ta- good. Mr. Jefferson himself. Right. And or Mr. Lafayette. I mean, it's the same. But mm-hmm. I I prefer Guns and Ships. I'm, Guns and Ships is Lafayette. Oh, is it Lafayette? Yeah. Yeah. I, Jefferson doesn't come back until after the revolution. That's obviously. true. Obviously. What he I skipped, miss. He skipped all the hard things. <laughs> yeah. He went from the 70s to the... To the 90s. To the 90s. And he's, so, which is why when he shows up, he's at like a throwback James Brown Prince yes. pastiche. Yes. Of like 1970s. But then he catches up, which is why Guns and Ships is like, how Gun, are these and, syllables coming out? Guns and Ships is Lafayette. Lafayette yeah. It's like the last thing Lafayette does. Oh, right, and then Lafayette. he goes to France. And then he goes to France. And then he comes, and then Jefferson is the one yes. that comes back. Yes. That's right. I, I know, I know it is the same you. actor both times. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. And so um, Terry is tracking down Joe, and he actually ends up... Terrorizing Paul. Paul. So he opens a portal, Paul steps through, and he, like, taps Paul in the back, and his soul separates from his body. Right. And he's like, aha, oh, you're not him. Oh, fuck. Never Uh, mind. Never mind. Puts it back in his body, and, like, just drops him on a corner in in Manhattan. And And Terry's like, I'd appreciate if you didn't mention this to anyone. And Paul is literally, like, shaking in the fetal position. <laughs> like, what just happened? And he's like, also, like, I won't see you for a long time unless you keep eating these processed foods. And he's like, it is bag of chips. And he's like, yeah, seriously. Don't eat these processed foods. foods. And, like, disappears. <laughs> and, like, 
Paul just looks at the chips and like throws them away. And he's like, nope, I'm good. I'm like, this is the day Paul became a like really like obnoxious vegan. vegan. Like, <laughs> that just happened. I was really hoping that like M- Paul and Terry, like Paul would become more of a character. But he, because he just disappears. Like yeah. I was really hoping for the B side of Paul, like freaking out and all like, and then like following Terry. Like, I don't know. Like I was kind of hoping for Paul to become more of a, like a or, yeah, yeah, something. something. Or at least let's like, like see Moon be Moonwind on the corner and be like Yeah, man. I see something there. Yeah. Like, like I was I was kind of hoping for more of Paul, but then Paul disappeared. So, so like whatever. So um twenty two and Joe are gonna go to the gig. Um uh, Right, they're gonna get to the gig at six thirty. Moon wind is also gonna get there when the veil is thin, thin and, and switch their body souls. Right. Whatever, do whatever he's supposed to do. They're wearing like Joe's plaid suit. Which oh is yeah, fun. he puts on the plaid suit. Yeah, and then um, twenty two is trying to experience all the things, and it's just like, yeah, everything's amazing. Like nobody told me the world was like this. Mm-hmm. Like everybody just kind of tried to find, you know, everyone was obsessed with their own passion and stuff. But like, living life is pretty great. Like walking can be my thing. Like. The wind can be my thing. Just these like, little twirly, thing. these little twirly things that fall from the, the trees can be my thing. Like, there's so many fucking things. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of pumped about all this. And she like lays down on the grid of like a subway van and like, right, feels and it the wind. pushes by. And she's like, "Have you ever done this?" And he's like, "No, because that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. Like, <laughs> nobody even does this. Like, everybody thinks you're crazy." And at one point, she's, like, kind of dancing around and ends up doing, like, a weird squat and mm-hmm. rips the back end out of his pants. Right. Well, when, when they do, when Joe's body puts on the pants, 22 is, like, I mean, it seems a little tight in this butt area. In this back area here. Right. Right. And Joe the cat is, like, it'll stretch out. And so then she was, like, oh, you're right. This did stretch out. <laughs> like, when she rips it open. And he's like, no, no, okay, take your jacket off. Tie it around your waist. No one should see your butt. No one should see your butt. Why? Uh, that's a thing. So, oh, man, we got to fix this. Fuck, there's only one place I know that can fix this. And that's that my mom. That will see me right now, and that's right. his mom at the seamstress. Right. But my mom doesn't know about this gig, so we have to tell her that this is a band concert. Yeah. And so she, so he rolls up to mom's house. Well, they go on the subway, and, mm-hmm. like, that's a whole thing. Like, 22 hears music for, like, the really first time. This guy's busking. Oh, no, the... this guy's busking in the subway. Yeah. Yeah, she hears that, and she's like, wow, that guy, like, had, like, soul and heart and, like, really was in it. And she's, like, eating her first bagel, and she finds her first Slurpee under the seat. Right, she throws <laughs> half the bagel into his, uh... Well, she sees people throwing money in, and she's like, oh, she's I got like, I'll bagel. have a bagel. Here you go. <laughs> and throws it in, and he but it's like a ha- it's like a three-fourths eaten bagel. (laughs) Not what you would do. Um, She bumps into someone who yells at her and she kind of freaks out a little bit, but he's like, no, it's cool. Just sit down. Like, just ignore him. Mm -hmm. Eyes ahead. He turns back and she's drinking a Slurpee and they're like, where'd you you find a Slurpee? She was like, it was under the seat. It's still half full. He's like, oh my God. And he's slapping it away. But like, they get to mom's and like, one of the girls there is like, hey, how you doing, Joe? He's like, you got to give her a kiss. Like, she's waiting for a kiss. Like, mm-hmm. you to sell it as you or me, you got to kiss her. And he, she walks over and she just looks at and just... Face plant, like, big, full lips Full kiss. on the lips. <laughs> and then lets her go, just like, that is not... I meant the cheek. The cheek That's is what not, I meant. Not That's what not, I meant. not what we do here. And she's like, oh, is that going to be weird? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be weird. <laughs> so he goes back into mom's and mom's like, 
I thought I'd see you. And he's like, can you fix this? And turns around and shows him her butt. She's like, I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, um, mom knows. Right. Because, of course, mom knows. Right. It's like, so you have a gig. And he was like, I didn't say that. And she's like, you didn't have to. Uh, but I, I know. I know you have a gig. He's like, but this one's different. He's like, does this one come with health insurance? And he's like, pension. And pension. I mean, no. Then this is exactly the same as all your other gigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's not wrong. I have to say. like, Right. Uh, and so through 22, they have a whole conversation about like, look, you have never thought that I was good enough. You have never thought that me pursuing music was a good enough thing. She's like, look, I saw your father pursue music and it took me working my ass off in this tailor shop to make ends meet. Like, and you don't have anybody to take care of you. Like, you don't have someone like me to pay your bills. So if something happens to me while you're chasing your dream. Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to take care of you? And he's like, oh, that's what that's about. He's like, mom. I can take care of myself. Like, I got this. And she's like, no, you don't. And, like, I don't know what happens, but, like, mm-hmm. somehow he, 22 him, talks her into... Like, look, I understand that you want me to have stability and health insurance and stuff, and I get that. But at the same time, like, this is what I love. And if I can't do what I love, it's not really living. If I died today, I would have felt like I accomplished nothing. And mom is like, oof. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine. Let's let's try it. So she reaches in the counter and print, pulls out her fa- like his, his father's, father's suit. Old suit. And she's like, we can make this work. And she tailors it to him real quick. Mm-hmm. And dude looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real and he was shiny like, I can't believe suit. how good I look. And he was like, this. She's like, this suit is silk. Like. Do not wash it. Do not wash it. Don't bring it back here. Don't you dare sit on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, like this is yeah. Take care of this thing, and so he he jets out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you got he wants to get the club early. Uh, Joe's really excited. Twenty two is still just like observing life. Yeah, kind of overwhelmed with life and how awesome it is. And she's like, maybe it's not so bad. Like. Maybe there's something here. And she's having this whole existential moment while right. sitting on the ground, by the way. Right. Sitting on the ground. They're getting ready to meet Moonbeam, who's going to switch their souls back, like, to get 22 back to the great before and to get uh, Joe back in Joe. Right. And uh, Joe's like, so are you ready to leave this, like, stupid rock? And uh, uh, 22's like, I mean, I don't know. Like. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It seems kind of great. Moonwind shows up and is like, all right, you guys ready to do this? Ready to do the circle. I got my bongos. <laughs> Let's do this. And Moonwind, or 22 bolts. Right. And so Joe's got to chase her down as the cat. And she gets on a subway and she's running through the tunnel, like through one of the underpaths kind of like mm-hmm. hallways. And Terry finds her. Right. And opens up the portal and she falls through. And the cat's right behind her. And they end up in the U seminar. Yes. And Back as their souls. As their souls. And they're like, oh, there you are. Ah, yeah, so that was weird and awkward, and you can't do that, like, on several fronts. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be dead again. You're going to go to the Great Beyond. 22's back here with us, and we'll just find her another mentor, and holy fuck. 22 got her Earth Pass. What? 
she found her spark. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, wait, what was your fucking spark? And she's like, I, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, that's not how sparks work. Like, sometimes you know. Right. You mentors and your passions, you think everything, you're like, a passion is a purpose. And, like, you just don't get it. Like. Passions are passions. Per- passion, passions are passions, but they're not, they're not your purpose. Like, sometimes they are, but very few times. But like. Does that line up? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you guys can do your thing and, you know, you can take 22 to Earth. Right. Take 22 to the big uh, Earth part where you jump off into Earth and you can have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. And so 22 is like, fuck no. And she throws her badge at Joe and is like, you go. I'm I'm staying here. No, they at first they have like a big argument. Right. Of 22 is like, I don't know. And Joe's like, listen. You only found your spark because you were in my body. Like, you didn't even like music before you were in my body. You didn't whatever until you were in my body. That's you right. only, like, the only reason any of the things sparked for you is because you were me. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not really your spark. And I should go to Earth. Uh, I, sh- I should get the pass and go to Earth. And uh, 22's like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, maybe I found my thing. Maybe, maybe I did find my thing. Maybe Earth isn't so bad. He's like, no, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. I need this. You need to give me this. This is what we agreed on. We kind of got here the wrong way, but like this was the plan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine. And she throws it at him and Joe uses it to go back to Earth. Right. Um, and he's fine. He's in his body again. The cat also is fine for the record. Right. For those of you but concerned about it, they actually have a little it, shot of the cat getting carried away. Cat, so when he jumped, when 22 jumps into the cat, you totally see a cat soul on the escalator to the great beyond right but then when joe back jumps back back into his body the cat soul's back you see the cat just being his cat self i guess he just hung out on the escalator for like half a day got distracted by a laser pointer yes maybe that maybe there's just an eternal laser Mm. pointer yep and so joe ends up running into the gig and Curly's there. He's like, dude, you're too late. Like, she's gonna, like, we're going on without you. We can't do that. And he's like, mm-hmm. hold on. And so he goes into Dorothea and he just stands up to her. He's like, listen, I'm the fucking best piano player you're going to get tonight. Like, right. you can go on without me. That's fine. But like, I was that, born but, to do this. But that's your mistake. Like, I was born to do this. I'm going to do this. Let's do this. And she's right. like. And she's like, aren't you an arrogant son of a bitch? <laughs> the balls on this guy. Come on. And so she lets him in. Yeah, and she's like, plays. You, you must really be a jazz player. <laughs> and he's good. They have a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 have fun. They play. They enjoy. They make some great music. His mom is there it's, with all of her friends. Yeah, and she sees him, like, doing the thing he's supposed to do and, like, validates him. Right, and cheers for him. And it's like, I'm so proud of you. Yep. And he he's like, cool. So... Great. And, and Dorothea's like, welcome to the band, Teach. And like, cool. You know, he's in. He's got it. Right. Everything like, you wanted, so, he just got. Yeah. It's like, you play a million shows and you maybe have a hundred like that. Like, it. this was a really good night. Like. Yeah, good job. He's like, so what do we do? And he's like, we come back tomorrow and we do it again. Or we try. <laughs> he's like, this is my dream. I thought getting my dream would feel better. And he's like, let me tell you a story, Teach. This fish. Young fish swims up to the other fish and says, Hey, man, I'm looking for the ocean. Fish looks and goes, We're in the ocean. Says, No, man, this is water. This is just water. I'm looking for the ocean. And our kids were like, The fuck does that mean? 
truth. They were like, that makes no sense. I was like, well, sometimes you just like, if you don't know what you're in, like, if you can just see like the little circle around you, mm-hmm. you don't realize the big picture. Like, that's what they're getting at. And they're like, that's a stupid way of saying that. I'm like, eh, it's jazz musician. So he goes home. Uh, he starts playing some piano. He starts emptying his pockets and finding... All the the things from uh, 22. Like, 22 was obsessed with the spool of thread that his mom made to alter the suit. And he's like, your mom fixed the suit with this, this little tiny spool of thread. And she made like, it fit you. And, like, this bagel tastes, like, amazing. And this lollipop, like, it right. calmed me down and made me relax and focus on, like, just being there. And, like, this seed, like, it's a thing. Like, it falls and it spins and it's amazing. It's so cool. Like, the world is so freaking cool. So he sees all this stuff on, he lays it out on his piano and just starts kind of vibing. Mm-hmm. Just playing. Gets in the zone. Right. And then once he's in the zone, Moonbeam. Moonbeam? Yeah, Moonwind. Moon Moonwind finds him. Yeah. And he's like, dude, bad news. 22 is a lost soul. 22 is a lost soul now. She got obsessed with something, and now she's just like a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Going around. And Joe's like, well, let's go get her. Um, Moonwind ends up like throwing a lasso around her, and she ends up dragging him down. like Into the desert? Into the desert, like Moby Dick style. Mm-hmm. like Right, and Moonwind's <laughs> like, a, a captain always goes down with his ship. <laughs> And so he, like, salutes, and then, like, he cuts through the real-world version of him, who suddenly, like, is spinning a sign, and then just, like, salutes, and then gets whacked in the head with the sign, and just kind of, like, shakes his head off and, like, goes back to doing what he's doing. Right. Um, but, um, Joe tries to trace, check her, chase her down. She mm-hmm. catch he catch it, kind of corners her, and she eats him. Mm-hmm. She's like, fucking eats him. Well, that was, wow. Very weird. Um, and so... What's happening is all the voices that told her she wasn't good enough, that she'd never amount to anything, that she'd never be a real human, that she'd never find her spark, that she'd never be good. Right, that she is not cut out for Earth. Uh, are haunting her. And one of those voices is Joe's, who says, you only found your spark because you're in my body. You only like what you like because I liked it. Like, you, this isn't your thing. Like, you didn't find your thing. You found my thing and took it. So, like... It doesn't Fuck count. It doesn't count. And she, and he finally, he's got the helicopter, like a spiritual helicopter in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he ends up kind of like showing that to his like evil Joe version and he just dissolves. And he finally walks up to Moon, or to 22 and is like, hey, look at this. You found this. You saw this. You saw something awesome. Like, come back. Like, let's talk. You found your spark. That was you. I was wrong. Which, again, is, like, an amazing thing to say. Like, that's right. a thing that people... Right. And, like, though, I I had confused uh, a passion for just, like, I thought you couldn't have your spark and just, quote, regular old living stuff. But, like, that's wrong. Yeah. And you're ready. You can do this. You'll be great. And then there's, like, this moment where... She's like, he Joe's like, listen, I'll go with you. She's like, you can't go with me. He's like, yeah, but I'll, I'll go, I'll as, go far as far as I can. can. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, fucking Pixar. 
<laughs> this is the moment in the Pixar movie where you're like, I'm crying and I don't know why. Right, right. But no, like, just the interaction between them. Um, right, and she was like, but but your life. And he was like, it's okay, I've already lived. Like, yeah. I've lived a great life. Well, and like, there had been a montage right before this, when he was playing piano, of him like, like doing his favorite things and being with his dad and like playing piano for his dad when his dad was like old and gray and like you could tell mm-hmm. he was kind of like out of it but he was like enjoying the piano music and like and like him- eating pie at a diner and in the the like hall of you part it looked really sad like of him just eating pie at a diner by himself but like in the him remembering it he's like that pie was fucking awesome that was like the most <laughs> fucking amazing pie I've ever in my life and, like, the moments where he got rejected, he's like, no, those are the moments that I went home and I worked and I drove myself and I pushed myself. And then he, like, has moments of, like, his kids, you know, and his band playing. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, remembering that. And, like, this is, these and were mentoring. the good things. Yeah. My life was fucking awesome, but not not the parts I thought were. Not the parts I, if you asked me what I was trying to do, I was trying to play music. But the things that happened around that, the everyday stuff, that was the awesome stuff that I missed and now I see it and now I can tell 22 that's the shit that's the amazing part and you can love that part yeah and, and you it's should totally worth it. you should love something like every day something in the everyday everyday love that and you'll live like that's what it's about and so he they jump off the edge soaring towards earth Somewhere in China, it looks like, by the way. It looks like right. 22 is going to be Chinese. So cool. Right. So if you're Chinese and used to be 22. I was very uh, disappointed that we didn't have a 22 montage of them on Earth. You know what? I, I'm i not. I think it would have been better. I think it's better not knowing where she yeah. is. And not having to fill that in. Like, just having that as a question mark as to who 22 like I thought I thought that would be really cool. But, Even if they were, like, just, like, two, you know? Yeah, and little and toddling around, and, or like you know, just like, her like opening her eyes and seeing a mom and a dad's face or right. something. Or like I would, I, w- I would have liked something of twenty two on Earth uh, being on Earth. But anyway, but I, I, I don't want, I wouldn't want the montage like follow through her life. Like I wouldn't want that same thing. But mm-hmm. like, but Joe gets kind of like sucked back up into the the U seminar where the baby's souls are. Right. And the the sketches are there, the one line drawings. Like, Jerry's. Okay, I guess it's time for you to go to the great beyond. And, and like, he was like, "Yeah, I think okay. it is time. I think like, it's time. I think it's good." And so he gets on the escalator and he's going up, and the escalator stops. And Jerry's there, and she's like, "So." Me and the other Jerry's got together. Turns out, like, we're trying to get our souls inspired, but it's not often that a soul inspires us. To remind us what we're here for and what we're trying to do. So we're going to do something a little weird and give you a second chance. And then he's like, well, the guy with the math be like really freaked out about that. Like, we took care of him. And it literally shows like one of the other Jerry's walking up and be like, hey, Terry, how's it going? Yeah, that's great. And, like, oh my one God, of the did you see that over there? He looks and they like flip one of the lines on an abacus that he's using the count with. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? No. Okay. No, never mind. I never just, mind. Bye. Bye. Just disappears. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we took care of that." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "So you want to go back?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. I do. I got a gig tonight. And they're like, "Cool." And so, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, they're like, so what are you going to do? He's like, I'm not really sure, but I think I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to pay attention to my And they're day. like, and maybe you should watch where you're walking. Yes. And scene. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the end. Um, they throw up the credits and they're fine. There's not really a lot of, like, cool credits other than... Other than original music by... Trent fucking Reznor. Trent Reznor. Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> It's a real that hard, guy? It's a real hard pivot from Nine Inch Nails. No, uh, well, it turns out, um, and I'll, I'll defend this, that guy's actually a fucking musical genius. I'm not genius. saying he's not a fucking musical genius. I'm saying that this is a real hard pivot from Nine Inch Nails. That's fair. That is fair. But, I'm, like, I'm not saying that this is, uh, that Trent Reznor is not a musical genius. I'm saying that his musical genius was not well expressed in Nine Inch Nails, and that this is a real, uh, Pivot. There's a whole different genre. Uh, yeah, a real different genre shift from Nine Inch Nails. So the only thing I'm going to push back, and I'm going to say this, um, uh, Nine Inch Nails has a lot more going on than people, I think, realize. I am not familiar with their entire catalog. I'm only familiar with their hits. Yeah. And their hits are very, like, I wrote six words down in three chords. Yeah. So they definitely had a lot of commercial stuff, but like some of their stuff, when you start listening to it, like the rhythms and the syncopations and the harmonies and the stuff like that, you're like, it actually really does have a jazz vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And he had he 100% cops to that. He's like, this is metal jazz. Like, I mean, this is fine. Yeah. And so it's not quite I mean, as I far afield. I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind metal as like a fun uh, also, also, I think he Metal might... guys are always, like, the nicest. <laughs> they're, like, super awesome. They're, they're like, very sweet. Even yeah. though they're, like, real metal-y. It's, it's like, really funny. Yeah, like, the, you know, big spiked leather jacket and, like, guy liner and, like, streamy mm-hmm. black hair. And they're like, so, if you want to know where the best quiches in uh, Melbourne are, it's this place over here. And you're just like... Good to know! Thanks! I appreciate that. Uh, yes, and also I fund a rescue, dog rescue. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. They all like. <laughs> they all have like a dog rescue. They fund. Or maybe, like, maybe cats. Maybe you know, something. You know. You know. Yeah. And you're just like. They love animals. They're very sweet people. <laughs> I'm like. Cool. So. Yeah. I mean, there was that one like Swedish guy that did try to eat someone, but that's a that's a way outlier. That's way outlier of yes. the of the general. Yes. Sure. And also metallic are douches, but mm-hmm. um. But yeah, Trent Reznor was involved yeah. in the score of this, which I I, I enjoy. It's good for him. Yeah, which you were not surprised by. I was like, huh. but yeah, you were like, totally makes sense, and I was like, okay. Yeah, he's kind of a musical genius. Um, what do we learn from this film other than Trent Reznor is unexpectedly turning up places? Every uh, night? And Tina Fey's voice is inherently annoying. Sorry, Tina, but like Sorry. you said that line, you do. <laughs> You know. I'm sure you could have vetoed that line, but you were like, nope, leaning in. Yeah. Um, enjoy the mundane. Like, yes. Life can be your reason to live. All right. Like, life can be enough. And if you don't get your passion, like, just. That's okay. That's fine. Just be you. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Um, I don't know. What else is there? I mean, that was really, that was kind of on the nose, the lesson of this thing. Yes. Uh, walk, w- watch where you're walking. Yeah, watch where you're walking. Pay attention. Yeah. That's it. That's really it. I mm-hmm. mean, it was pretty on the nose, but it it did it well. Yeah, it was it was it was well done. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, okay, Pixar movies 
they do not have the subtle touch. Right, they're very ham-fisted. Yeah, and... But they are movies for children. They are. Like, you can't get too many lessons So, you, yeah, you can't be too subtle, because my kids will be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what that's about. No, right. no, just friendship is magic, and mm-hmm. love where you are. and Bloom and where you're planted. Bloom where you're planted. So, and not all of us can be jazz musicians, but all of us... Can be music teachers in high school. Right. I think. Is that a thing? I mean, I can't be a music teacher in high school. Oh, boy. That is a calling. (laughs) I can only, like, only have, like, partial hearing left, so I feel like that would be an advantage. You could be like Beethoven. Uh, I mean. Who also only had partial hearing. (laughs) Not exactly like Beethoven. I'm going to go on the record again. Probably. You've got ridiculous mutton chops. You can do this. Uh, I believe in you. feel like beethoven was more than mutton chops ridiculous hair and and deafness i mean that's pretty much all the things is it <laughs> yeah that's uh, it all right so on that note um everybody out there merry christmas merry christmas and uh please parent responsibly please parent responsibly <laughs>